0: The Screen That's Actors Fruit Guild, Valley where we explore Oscar-winning Valley. actors and the embarrassing movies they'd rather forget. I am your host, Michelle, the beautiful lace-front wig, sealing every scene.
1: And I'm Henry, the oscillating soul patch. <laughs>
0: um, we are going to address who we're talking about in a moment, but I just want you guys to know that this is really an episode about facial hair and hair on a man's head and all the different possibilities. Mm-hmm that mm-hmm. await you when you are a hollywood star going when you were very publicly formerly
1: a list actor yeah uh, uh, so this is our christopher plummer episode yes which it it is and it isn't yeah it's because he's in this movie a lot and he's great he's unremarkable and charming he's fine in uh, this
0: he is it was like um a reverse engineered way to get to watch a Bad John Travolta movie, which I've discovered there are some things to like look for when you're trying to pick one of these. Mm-hmm. There are some mm-hmm. actors you can pick. I mean our buddy Nicholas already top of the list. But then there's some other ones, like some Stephen Dorf, some John C. McGinleys, like they yeah. they'll always yeah. get you there. Recurring characters. Recurring, yeah, exactly. Um usual suspects also include John Travolta, who is always in a starring role and almost always in a movie under twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like yeah. his freaking I'm it's his Rotten Tomatoes uh list reads like a motherfucking rap sheet. It's Bad. It's, so bad.
1: Given the choice between Nicolas Cage, Steven Dorf, John C. McGinley, and John Travolta, if you had to choose who's gonna turn in the worst performance consistently. Hundred Travolta it's Travolta. Travolta. By a fucking country mile. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of those guys are fine to good in everything. They choose bad movies yeah. a lot, especially like 10, 15 years ago. Sure.
0: But those but guys like, just like to work. Watchable. Yeah. They're all
1: fine to good. Travolta is this fucking Russian roulette of a performer where uh, you've got, say, 10 movies in the chamber. Yeah. And you spin it. And one of those, he'll turn in, I would say, a B to A minus performance. Yeah,
0: it's in there. It's possible. He's got it in the arsenal for sure.
1: But, but. the other nine, <laughs> he it's like he's been observing humanity for 20 minutes, yeah. and then getting into a person suit and trying it out.
0: Yeah. It's got a real, like, lives most of his existence in a cryogenically frozen state, and then gets thawed out, but not, let me stress, not fully thawed out. Because not full- <laughs> that, all, you will very rarely see all the muscles in his face and body engaged at the same time. Like, it's, it's a real crapshoot, but I would say most mm-hmm. of the time... Uh, you're getting a performance that belongs either in a different movie or not in a human person.
1: (laughs) Yes. Travolta, it feels like Travolta never actually reads the script. No. He's given the lines, like, uh, fucking fortune cookie paper. And then somebody whispers in his ear what kind of movie he's in. But it's this, like, game of telephone over 40 different (laughs) agents Mm -hmm. that get to him. And then, like, then he just goes for it. And I... The thing is, Motherfucker doesn't even commit. Like, no. Nicolas Cage, say what you will about him. Yeah. He commits to the bit. Like, he is in it 100%. Yeah. Travolta's in it everywhere between 25 and 115% at any given scene.
0: Yeah. It's completely random. It really is just like he spins a wheel or, like... Like, this movie, like, movies are shot over the course of an entire calendar year, and so it's just (laughs) anyone's guess on any given day how he's fucking doing.
1: (laughs) Which would explain the fucking soul patch (laughs) in this movie, which genuinely migrates across his chin and oscillates in length throughout the movie. Oh my god, Uh. so good. This is not our Travolta episode. It's there is not. no Travolta episode. He's never won an Oscar and never will.
0: Yeah. Uh, if ever there was a time, there may have been a narrow window in the 90s where something could have happened to him that warranted an Oscar. Crazier things have He was have maybe happened? nominated
1: for Pulp Fiction.
0: Maybe, yeah. He could have been in another Tarantino movie and not been cast in a bunch of other bullshit movies and perhaps just yeah. lucked his way in. But it's not going to happen. And given his... Currently, fairly blacklisted status, I think, at this point. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mr. Christopher so, Plummer.
1: Christopher Plummer. That fellow sure Warren has Blacker, some accolades. RIP, lost him this year. Yeah. Uh, but let's make fun of him. I mean... Uh, well, actually, I want to make fun of IMDb's treatment of him and this movie. The <laughs> IMDb uh, trivia for him and... A lot of all the IMDb shit around this movie is like the laziest I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, big
0: time. Like someone so, just did like a couple screen grabs and nothing else, and then just wrote oh my down, god, it's barely epic.
1: Barely. All right. So Christopher Plummer's trademarks are rich, smooth voice. Great check. Yeah. Often played aristocratic characters. Yeah. Fine. Charming yet amoral characters. I don't think either of those are trademarks, but fine. Whatever. Like, yeah. a lot of these are it's... played some kind of role sometimes. I, yeah. I don't they're reaching for it, but whatever. There are, most of his trivia is like, won this award this year, who gives a shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Two interesting bits of trivia here. Well, and they're interesting for different reasons. One, I'm going to read this word for word. Oh, no. It is mi- in the middle of his trivia page. His great uncle, open parentheses, parental grandmother's brother, close parentheses, was F.B. Featherstonhaw, Frederick Barnard Featherstonhaw, a patent lawyer and agent who founded the patent agency Featherstonhaw and Company. End, end of trivia.
0: <laughs> Someone looked up his 23 in me or his Ancestry.com and just pulled a fact at random?
1: I honestly think that one's fucking made up. It's gotta be made up. Like, it's, Mr. It's Featherbottom it's at your Feather, service. <laughs> yeah, is, he's related to Jack Jill. phenomenon uh,
0: amazing. Like
1: All right. Uh, here's the other one, which is fucking... It's great for so many reasons. Uh... I'm gonna read this one word for word. Also, the longest he has gone without an Academy Award nomination is the six years between Beginners and All the Money in the World. Beginners in 2010, All the Money in the World 2017. I'll read it again. The longest he has gone, gone between. without an Academy Award nomination is the six years between Beginners and All the Money in the World.
0: Okay.
1: Christopher Plummer's been nominated for three. Yeah, Academy but he's Awards.
0: only been for three Academy Awards. First in 2010. Super late in life. Second in 2012. <laughs> third in
1: 2018. He was 80.
0: I would say <laughs> like the longest 70, he's the gone is he about 80 years.
1: Right. So, well, it's there's... A person couldn't have done less work.
0: They did subtraction twice. <laughs>
1: like, I don't... I don't know who decided. It's not... You don't even have to write anything. It's not a trivia You don't
0: even have to write anything. Leave other things out. Describe what his face looks like to you, whoever the person is, entering (laughs) the information. There's not a lot of oversight. Clearly nothing nothing gets wiped from these things. You could just be like, has a smaller upper lip than most. (laughs) I believe he does. (laughs) I had a crush on Christopher Plummer when I was a little kid.
1: Did. Uh, Christopher Plummer was very handsome kay. as a younger Baron man.
0: Baron von Trapp was a fucking babe.
1: He's a Baron von Thurstrapp. Yeah,
0: he was. <laughs> he sure was. It took me almost my entire adult life up until now to put together that that was him. I think that that occurred to me two years ago. I did not know. Because I mean, oh, yeah. why would I? Why would I be up on IMDb in regards to The Sound of Music, which I have seen more than any movie in the world? I think I watched it on repeat as a child, like every week. <laughs> Wow, there are
1: so many movies that you have seen more than most people will ever see any individual movie. I know. So that is fucking, that's saying something.
0: I know. It's like Mary Poppins and Sound of Music, those two movies more than anything else I think I've ever seen. And I have seen real Julie
1: Andrews girl. Oh,
0: big time. She was like TV mom. But I mean, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) I guess that makes my childhood crush my TV dad, so... That's
1: neat. So, that's interesting. So, there's also, there's just like this one paragraph in his bio. And the bios are usually sort of non interest Like, there's nothing. They're just bios. Uh, Plummer gave many other fine portrayals on film, particularly as he grew older and settled down into a comfortable marriage with his third (laughs) wife Elaine (laughs) on its own. Kind of weird. That's a little weird. He continued to be an in-demand character actor in prestigious motion pictures.
0: I do not think he was so, a character actor, but I will... Yeah, I'll give let's, it whatever. We'll decide. I'll give it whatever.
1: If he were English rather than Canadian, he would have been knighted.
0: <laughs> we're, just, so we're just... that's... We're just saying a pure stuff now. That's speculative
1: hypothetical. <laughs> next, uh... <laughs> next non If he were American,
0: sentence. he would have been a senator.
1: If he lived in the company town of Los Angeles rather than in Connecticut... He would have gotten several more Oscar nominations before winning his first for *The Last Station*. <laughs> what the fuck? That's
0: first of all. What? Why are you
1: talking about? What? What kind of through-the-looking-glass shit do you have here? I have never... what sliding doors for *Christopher Plummer's* life. Are you going? I've through?
0: never heard of someone refer to Hollywood as a company town. Yeah, that's not in Hollywood, Los <laughs> Angeles. the company town of the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> for like oil rigging, excuse me? No, for the that's movies. For so the silver screen, kid. That's fucking weird. If he had been a woman, he would have been less tall.
1: <laughs> His name would have been Christina.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying stuff we wonder about. The. Saying this stuff is the we're most, like, we have
1: about. nothing more to say here. Mm-hmm. For This is an actor that was active for so long.
0: It feels like... like non-stop um,
1: performing for 50 years. It
0: feels like if you, like... It has the real feel of someone who's finished their school report on something and read it in front of the class, but they still have 90 seconds, and so they just have to start... Uh, if, yep. if he had been British, he would have been knighted. <laughs> right. Uh. <It's- laughs>
1: It's this or going to two point two space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's Maybe. really like every like clocks are ticking. People are looking at you. You better start chatting, making some things up. I love IMDb. Never change IMDb.
1: I know it's great. Now that Yahoo's gone, it's like it's our best. It's yeah. The best. Uh, so this this is the first. I'm not sure if this is a movie that we've watched in a while.
0: Yeah. This, it's, this type of movie, it's a, little, it's a little, little bit like an 88 minutes type of movie where y- mm-hmm. you get a feeling like from the trailer, what they are setting out to do yes. a bit. But I have to say, I recommend watching this trailer because it's sort of like two different guys edited each half of the trailer. Like <laughs> one human being did the first half and the other human being did the second half because it goes from like drama about someone in prison, getting out of prison, reacquainted with their kid, to like, a boop, boop, boo-doo, doo doo, doo, doo doo here's a heist, it's a family heist.
1: <laughs> a heist buddy comedy yeah. with his family. Yeah. Uh, which is like, honestly, kind of how the movie is Sort of is, is the movie. Too. It's
0: not a dishonest portrayal, it's just sort of like, it's a very bipolar way to make a movie.
1: So... More than almost every other movie we have seen for this, I don't know who this movie is for.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't either.
1: So, (laughs) the plot of this movie, John Travolta is released from prison.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, He gets out to spend time with his son who's dying from cancer. And he's forced by a Boston mob boss. He's in Boston. He has a Boston accent sometimes. And the Boston mob boss... Forces him to paint a forgery of a Monet painting mm-hmm. and then steal and swap out the Monet painting. Yeah. And so this is ostensibly a crime move. Like a, uh. a macho man crime move. Yeah. Um, but all of the actors, save one, are men. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, we're going to get you laid, boy, in this movie. Yes. And yet... There are seven discrete scenes of John Travolta painting.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't they they reference Paul Gauguin, the pedophile artist Paul Gauguin, so many times. Who is this movie for? It's who's watching a crime movie and also wants to watch John Travolta movie. do oil painting over and over again.
0: I'm obsessed with the oil painting scenes. They are their own fun little movie. It's a montage of a man trying his best. But I am unconvinced that at any point within the context of the movie's world, he ever knew how to do a forgery. Because it's pretty unclear that he is not a confident man when it comes to this forgery. Although this movie is called The Forger.
1: I'm, my my impression is that is his job. I know.
0: <laughs> I like, I know. But I also don't understand if the movie cannot decide, is he really, really good at that and that's what he does? Or did he do it five years ago and now he's unsure if he could even do it again once?
1: This, well, this movie features a lot of people that don't live on the human earth. It's epic. Like, it's...
0: There's a part of this movie that wants to be a little bit of an art movie. I would reference mm-hmm. the last three minutes of this movie as well.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a lot going on. Should we? This
0: movie? Okay, yeah. It is it is like if Ocean's Eleven happened, but instead of Eleven Elite Thieves, it was like a handful of schlubby dudes from South Boston just kind of showing up and turning some lights on and off.
1: <laughs> yeah sort of from south boston also simultaneously from Cal- the same actors sometimes from california sometimes sometimes from boston. From Southie. uh why doesn't anybody make john travolta have a consistent accent in anything
0: why do they give him like, these super cool wigs because there are no rules <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's wigs and his fucking chin merkin oh they give yeah him. uh So,
0: I mean, can we address the hair off the bat? Because it's my first note. It's my favorite note. He's got this amazing wig and like, we all know what he looks like now. At this point in his life, he's like a big his head bald kind of guy, right? He's a bald man. He's like me. Yeah. So everyone's pretty familiar with that version of of Travolta that I think has been in the zeitgeist for a while. Like, we're all comfy with him having a bald head. Mm -hmm, Bald mm -hmm. head would have made him look a little bit more like a straight out of prison dude as well. Didn't opt for that aesthetic. Instead, what you get is this parted down the middle, like, uh, floppy, greasy, gray-highlighted, beautiful wig that belongs... It's 90s Val Kilmer hair. Yeah, like, 90s floppy hair that more than one man uh, features that haircut in 2015. It's it's beautiful.
1: He... He doesn't even have the worst hair in the movie. No, there is a discreet different actor. There's a different with, worst with haircut, even worse hair it looks like of a, a similar variety. Bowl cut
0: with a loose mullet in the back.
1: The like that dude's fucking shaggy ass Aaron Carter hair. Yeah, that he's wearing, beginning to end the movie. This mob boss.
0: Yes, this moth, this Irish mob boss. I guess like Boston mob yeah. boss. I don't know. Um Okay, but then, so in addition to this wig, we're like, I mean, we've all seen wigs. We know what they look like. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you can like see the individual plugs coming out of his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's so, <laughs> so great. so great to look at. And then he's got this little, I don't know what the term for it is, because soul patch goes under your lip. It's just, uh, it's like a little teeny tiny king tut beard that yeah, it's a chin nubbin. hangs out on the on the end of his chin. It's got a look of, like, uh, when you use the sliders in an avatar and you're somehow, missed because there's a glitch, able to, like, actually disconnect part of the facial hair or body from the chin. Like, I think if you zoom mm-hmm. in close enough, there's pixels in between this thing and his actual <laughs> human man chin because it's just hovering right there on the edge of his face frame.
1: <laughs> it also varies in length. Pretty regularly.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's like... sometimes it's, it's like
1: just on his chin. Sometimes it really extends like Pharaoh style off of the chin. And it you're right. It does. It moves left to right it too. It is a slider.
0: It's a slider. It moves left to right. It moves up and down. Um, I mean, makeup department is fired for this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do make him look like an alive human man, which I'm not certain he is.
0: Yeah, that hair is all time.
1: There's just so much about how he looks in this movie that I find vexing. Like, yeah. he also has... He has two pairs of clothes. But, like, one one of them is, like, a, a hoodie with a shitty jacket over yeah. it. Yeah. And the other is this, like, fucking Armani suit.
0: Where and is this guy from?
1: I, like... I don't understand. He... Like... He... Yeah, He also has just sort of infinite financial resources, despite being a man who just got out of prison, whose, like, the dad is, like, a retired thief. A retired But small who does have, time like, drifter. rolls of cash.
0: Yeah, yeah, just big wads of money.
1: Who's also paying for his son to get treated for brain cancer. Dude. But, like, none of them have a job.
0: No, no everyone's just sitting around yeah they're all just like watching black and white movies drinking beers and hanging out in a dark drab living room what's happening there also travolta's acting style as we've already addressed very confusing but Mm -hmm. in some of these scenes like his face doesn't move at all I, he, no. Is he doing a Brando impression? Sometimes he's got his head back at a 45 degree angle and he's just dead below the eyes, like slack-jawed, like droopy lips. And his arms are just sort of out from his body. Right, he's like, got like, a
1: gorilla thing in like, out, out
0: Like, this is, what do I do with my hands? Just put them down, John. Put them down. <laughs> you can't have them up. They must be down.
1: <laughs> There's an early scene where he's interacting with his son in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, that's the one I'm yeah, talking
1: he's about. He's got the gorilla hands, but also his... <laughs> His mouth is like two inches open.
0: The <laughs> yeah, whole time. that's the one. He's, He's not like, talking. He's it's just like slack jawed like, on screen. It's like someone wheeled him in, and like <laughs> <it was> like <laughs> his body is paralyzed. And they wheeled him in, and his eyes, are those peepers, are still operating, but <laughs> nearly nothing else can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like John Travolta in my left foot to the Boston <laughs> heist story. Yeah. All right. The so, the move th- this fucking movie does not understand at all how the world works in any way shape or form.
0: No, it so, does not understand how crimes work. It doesn't understand crimes. how prisons work or cops work.
1: Nah, like detectives work. His the the initial premise of the movie is that his bail is denied. Yeah. And then he calls this mobster and the mobster calls a judge and is like, "Well, Undeny that bail yeah and the judge is like great sure cool and then he just walks out of prison uh which is just and then the mobster says or i can just have you sent back if you want to not do this job i want you to do yeah he's like so then the judge is gonna be like psych i we're extraditing I
0: you back to prison because that's apparently a thing you were on leave
1: it makes no sense <laughs> so he i i love the central premise of this movie. Me too. So this he's, so he's released from prison. Yeah. Because this like janky ass, ratty bullcut cut mob boss, oh, yeah. or like underboss, has him gives him like pays fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. To bail him out of jail, or get him early release, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he's gotten out. The mob boss agrees to this, because the mob boss owes a bunch of money and, like, skin to this Mexican cartel boss.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: And his plan, this this Boston mob kingpin's plan, <laughs> is to hire, to force John Travolta, who is, as far as we can tell, just an art forger, yeah. to, one, yeah, forge a piece of art. Yep. Makes sense. Uh-huh. That is his job. And then... Steal the original from a highly guarded, very intricately protected yeah. art museum uh-huh. with no like there are people whose job th- like who know how to do that thing. Oh John Travolta's job, as far as we can tell, is forging impressionist and post impressionist art.
0: <laughs> Not now it isn't.
1: What's what's your plan, Aaron Carter? What are you doing?
0: It's Aaron's party, man. Come and get it. He's just <laughs> like, I don't want to lift a finger. I do have a complicated series of tasks way outside my wheelhouse as a small-time criminal boss, and I'm club going owner to,
1: slash enforcer. You know,
0: you gotta hand it to him for being ambitious, though. He goes straight from I assume like I don't know, grand theft and drug trafficking to heist. Heisting art. Heisting precious paintings.
1: Like, I can't stress enough that this is his solution to not be murdered by the Mexican drug cartel. This is
0: a man at the end of his rope, and this was option one. Nothing was left thrown... Nothing got thrown out prior to this choice. Like, Like I'm sorry. Flip a car. (laughs) Like, anything. Rob a house. If
1: you... If you need well Robert if, rob if the demand is steal me this painting, I get it. Sure. That's fine. Forge me Hire this painting. A person to steal the painting. He like, might
0: know just this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a mob boss with no friends or connections. No connections. It's just like, you know, normally people at the top, it's like a web and a pyramid that goes down of more and more henchmen. It's just a linear. It's just. It's like a flagpole
1: with no flag on it. It's just
0: one man standing on another man's shoulders. And he's just like, <laughs> I got Travolta. Yahtzee. <laughs> Thank God he's out of jail or I would have to die.
1: It. It makes. Zero sense, it does There's... not
0: make any sense. And then, and then Travolta's just out, he is out, he is about, he's like, he's committing so many crimes that I don't even know what the count is by the end of the movie. Crimes that there the are
1: detec- characters that do tally it as it goes yeah, along, the for detectives
0: the are like watching it happen and like ticking it off, like, well, uh, it contact with a known felon, uh, that's gonna violate his parole, beat like six guys with a baseball bat in the street. I guess, I guess.
1: Oh man, I love beat for beat. That fucking scene is so awesome. So, backstory. Yeah, Travolta's son is 15 year old, played by I forget. That kid's uh, he's name. like a real actor. Yeah, uh, he's
0: in some stuff. I don't know. What he's Ty doing.
1: Sheridan. Sure. He's the like Ready Player One. He's putting in sort of like baby Mark Wahlberg performance, but it's fine. Sure. Uh, he's yittle. he's 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 got a brain tumor. He's dying of cancer, and uh, Travolta has promised him three wishes like a genie.
0: Yeah. And his first wish is to meet... He did not wish want Make-A-Wish meet... Foundation. He wants Daddy's threefold Make-A-Wish Foundation instead.
1: Yeah. That he doesn't believe is going to be possible, but also really holds Travolta to it. <laughs> yeah. And his first wish is to meet his estranged mother yeah. that he doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. And so Travol- to find this, Travolta goes into a tattoo parlor. Yeah. And the guy minding the desk is like, he's like, who's, where's, where's the mom? The guy behind the desk is like, I don't know where the mom is. Yeah. And then, it's just, this is, to the naked eye, a regular tattoo parlor.
0: Just a normal spot. Just
1: a normal tattoo parlor. And then the guy behind the desk uh, takes a sawed-off shotgun. shotgun out from under the desk and points it at Travolta. And fine, sure, maybe it's a bad neighborhood, there's a sawed-off yeah. shotgun. And then fucking 15 guys come out from the back. Of the tattoo parlor. Like, full sprint.
0: Like, get out of here, buddy. And
1: just beat the living shit out of Travolta in the street. And that's fine. And then they start dancing their way back. Like, literally dancing their way back into the shop. And then Travolta grabs a baseball bat out of the back of a car. God
0: knows where. Yeah.
1: And then beats them all up. And then goes back into the tattoo parlor. And threatens the guy from behind the desk with, with a tattoo, a tattoo machine on his
0: forehead. <laughs> yeah, he turns the machine on and he's like tattooing his forehead. The whole, like, street scene takes place from what looks like security cam footage, almost. Like <laughs> yeah, it is, it's like they it, couldn't get permission. Yeah, like, but, it is a camera camera, camera but it's like a camera that was housed in the top of a building about a quarter mile away from where the scene was being shot. There's and no then you lighting
1: just, budget. No it lighting. It is so dark. You
0: just watch all these, like, dark little silhouettes get beat up and then beat up someone. It's great. Cinematic so, work happening.
1: So, speaking of crime... Uh, Travolta, when he first goes to visit the ratty haired bull cut mafia boss, he comes out yeah. and he bumps into Sally Draper's teacher from Mad Men. I think the actress's name is Abigail Spencer. Mm-hmm. And she's she's a very attractive person, and yeah. he's not, and she's like very into him. And he smells a rat because come on. Yeah. That's nobody believes this is happening. Because she's like immediately like, can we fuck here on the dance floor? Yeah. And he's, like, you got a place no, to go, to you got go. a place to, go, to go. Yeah. Uh so he drives off, and, and then sometime later, Travolta's friend presents him a picture of this woman, of Sally Draper's teacher, mm-hmm. in her, like, you know, it's like her staff photo yeah, her for the Drug Enforcement here. Administration. Yeah. What I want to understand is, what was point B between that? Travolta was like, I guess, I met a woman yeah. at the club. She had brown hair. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think she's a cop. And his friend was like, "Great, on it. I'm going to go find <laughs> every potential brown-haired <laughs> DEA agent, sort through, and just guess which one looks the best."
0: Yeah, because yeah, there's no middle step. It's just the only one presented to him. He's like, "Bingo, bingo." Was
1: the like, was there a fucking like? courtroom sketch artist was how
0: how do you know. get from there to here I don't know he's got he the eye man of her. maybe he described her in great detail because he's got the painter's eye He is a painter did he <laughs> paint her
1: and then the dude did like a google image search match Yeah like
0: oh it's so good yeah. So then, her job with her partner is just to follow around Travolta and watch him do an escalating series of crimes without reporting him because they got to get to the top, to the kingpin, to the one guy above him.
1: Mm-hmm. Her, her partner, who looks like Jeremy Piven, yeah, with
0: wearing a, with a, like a fake whisper mustache. of a mustache, mustache, just like a little suggestion that one might be there in the future.
1: Oh, that's so weird. He's got big Piven uh, energy.
0: I. I did a double take. Skinny yeah, thought, piv. there
1: was no way it was going to be Piven. A skinny piv. But it is. It's strong Piven energy.
0: Yeah. Have, uh, we, have we already on the podcast talked about the fact that you can book Jeremy Piven on Cameo, but it will cost mm-hmm. you a cool 10 Gs? <laughs>
1: that's wild. <laughs> and you got to believe people do it, right? Because that's a price at point.
0: At least a but, person so, has done it.
1: At least a person. What a yeah. choice. So we're... I mean, we're jumping all over the place in this movie because, like, there's there's barely a plot. There's just a series of things that happen. Yeah,
0: there's just some stuff. It's like little vignettes. There's, like, this list yeah. of goals. What? Yeah, so he wants to meet his birth mom. And he then... meets his
1: birth mom, who's a drug addict. Yeah. And they go out to, to lunch. And <laughs> she talks about. She says she's not from Like, she lives in a trailer park near Boston. Yeah. And there's this, like, I don't even call it an elaborate lie. It's like a very. It's a very lazy lie. It's a lie that a
0: little five-year-old would tell if they were like, Mm -hmm. I live in New York. Where do you live? Empire State Building. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) she's like uh, near Times Square. No one loves near Times Square. And then hot tub on the roof. I've got a game room. You should come visit me. It's just like, you know, everyone knows it's fake, including this kid. But my question is, if he believed her, and this is a boy perhaps dying of cancer, but clearly not right away because he's fully mobile. Seems quite healthy. Seems quite healthy. Her long-term plan was to invent a very enticing place that she immediately invites him to when he gets better.
1: Right. <laughs> <So> when <laughs> what, you get better. What a dick. You'll be able to travel from Boston to New York like a half-hour plane ride.
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of plane rides, there's this moment before she leaves... They take her to the train station mm-hmm. and she is waiting for her train. And oh, then he right. he asks her, Why aren't you flying? Because it's clear she's a woman of means. She lives near Times Square after all. Mm-hmm. And her response is, ha ha, you don't have wings, you gotta get a plane. Ma'am, that is the opposite of answering. His question. (laughs) That's just... I mean... That's nothing. What you said was nothing. Yes, that's pretty much what he asked you. You don't have wings. Why don't you have a plane? And she's like, "Ah, Ha ha! Bye.
1: That's one of three discrete instances where a person asks a question Mm -hmm. and the denial to that question is far more confusing and vexing than just denying it. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, When... Travolta is first brought in by the uh, ratty Aaron Carter-haired man to forge the painting. Mm -hmm. Travolta says, who's the buyer? And the guy's response is, there's no buyer. He's just a guy and he wants it. Yeah. My friend, that is a buyer. (laughs) And later, Baby Wahlberg asks Travolta, can you fake this painting? And Travolta says, you can't fake this. Yeah. You can't copy it. You have to get inside it.
0: You got to feel it.
1: But to like, but to fake to fake it.
0: See, this, this is where I'm coming from. His job, it, to our knowledge, is exclusively forging. Exclusively yeah. forging. And then when they set him to task doing the one thing that he knows how to do in this world, he's like, I can't do it unless I start feeling the emotions that this person felt in 1875. It's so bizarre. And he looks to be pretty bad at it. As you watch him go as well.
1: Yeah, he takes it, but at the end it's great. It's fine. Uh, so there's one other thing about the meeting with the mother that I want to talk about. So they go to the park after the lunch. And <laughs> she
0: sniffs the pretzel.
1: She rubs the hot pretzel on her face. Travolta <laughs> buys hot pretzels from a vendor, brings them over. She takes the
0: pretzel and she just rubs it on her face. She's failed but her she... first human lesson of the day. <laughs> Who taught these people how to people? It's two human beings on a park bench And one takes a big bite out of his pretzel Because he's a human boy with blood in his veins And the other one takes a small sniff And then rubs it around near her mouth (laughs) Eh. (laughs) Try again
1: It's like a Muppet trying to eat (laughs) So weird Uh, So (laughs) then Baby Wahlberg's second wish Is to have sex
0: yeah, and sex for your son. Got to get sex for yeah. your son on the docket. Travolta's like, sure, sure, Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And
1: so he takes Baby Wahlberg to a sex worker. Yeah. And uh, they pull up and uh, Sally Draper's teacher and Jeremy Piven are sitting in a car. And they're like, all right, another felony He's taking a minor to a whorehouse. Oh,
0: yeah. At this time... This is a fucking...
1: It's an apartment building. There's other people in the apartment building. You can tell they're not sex workers. It's just an apartment building. (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Definitely not a whorehouse. Yeah, you... The first thing you hear is a baby crying. Yeah. 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 uh...
1: Relatively uncommon in a professional sex worker establishment.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. And And then one of them says... Six parole violations and taking a minor to a whorehouse. At this point, if we don't arrest him, we aren't doing our jobs. Ah, oh, guys, <laughs> uh, why did you get to six? And why did you let <laughs> us watch the six discreet acts happen? It's the best. I love these. There's, I love these there's guys. either a strategy
1: or there's not off-brand Jeremy Piven. It's, you,
0: it's so good. You got to choose these. These poor desperate boys in their car, just sitting outside of. I mean, oh, it's the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so then they do some parkour.
1: Then they do some par- right. They very light parkour.
0: They they jump from one building to another. Which, if they let you see how wide the gap was, could have either been the least or most impressive thing. Like, I mean, kind of anyway, jumping from one building to another. But not a stunt man was paid because it's you don't ever see a human being leap tall no. distances in a no. single no 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 no
1: it's. It feels like hopscotch across This movie
0: rooftops. wants there to be, like, action, like, action moment, tension. Oh, they're coming up the stairs. Are they going to make it off the roof on time? Or are they going to make it to the other roof? And then they just, like, screw the pooch right there in the only exciting moment there could be.
1: What's wild is that somehow this crime movie manages to have no stakes.
0: Yeah, like, lazy, slow and easy crime mm-hmm. movie. Like, here they come, up the stairs, da da da, da, da. Oh, uh, yeah, we're already in the other building. What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: closes the door loudly and slowly as the other like person. Like a
1: children's movie. Yeah. Level of stakes.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like uh, the stakes in the actual heist, it couldn't appear less frantic if it tried. Yeah,
1: yeah. It interspersed with again seven discreet scenes of John Travolta painting. Just
0: painting, it. painting, painting, painting his little heart out. He's an artist. So,
1: Baby Wahlberg's third wish is to help with crimes. Yeah. And Travolta says no, and Baby Wahlberg throws a very big tantrum, mm-hmm. uh, and then has a seizure and is unconscious for an extended period, and then he gets to help with crimes. Yeah, and that's, that's what <laughs>
0: happens when you have a seizure. Mm-hmm. That's how you get some wishes uh, granted.
1: Not just help with crimes, but like...
0: Really get in on the ground floor, be man. A
1: really vital and perhaps the most endangered part of the Yeah, he's <laughs> got to entire... be up in like the,
0: the ducts, like the, the rafters. Of, not the rafters. What do you call it? When it's a, it's, ducks. Yeah, ducks. it's the, so Like He's uh, in the air ducts The uh, yeah. air conditioning ducts of the he's, building he's While the, the heist is going he's on
1: He's fucking Chinese gymnast from Ocean's Eleven The most likely to get
0: injured The most likely to get left behind Is your son yeah. bro Your cancer son <laughs> <laughs> but you but That you busted out of jail And owe favors to the mafia Just to spend a little bit of time with And now you're like He might get gunned down in a moment And I might have to see that happen I love yeah, my Yeah, whatever. Kid. I love my kid. He would have wanted this. At least I got to
1: paint. Um, so, and they succeed at this job in large part because a security guard spends the entirety oh,
0: best of the
1: heist drinking out of a flask, ogling a, mo- a white marble statue of a woman who's got one bare breast, yeah. doing like herbal essences hair with her hands, yep. and we get... So many so shots of, of this man swinging from a flask, like, eye jerking off to this statue. You
0: know what he looks? He reminds me of the guy in Super Troopers. That's like candy bars. You know, like mm-hmm. the little guy 100%. in the back seat. He's just kind of like he looks like a geeky high school kid, but he's dressed up in his little uniform and he's just drinking out of a flask, staring at museum nipple forever. <laughs> and once the alarm sound, it takes. He does not hurry, he takes his nope. time, he glances back longingly, like there's more said between that statue and him, between those two characters, than there is between almost any other real character in this movie. Yeah. Like That's more right. more emotional gravitas in that scene. His eyes to that marble nipple <laughs> is like a human <laughs> connection is happening. <laughs> Just, Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, how many times do you think they said the phrase drop a dime on him in this movie?
1: Twelve? Thirteen?
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like someone looked up, what do they say in Baston? Baston, <laughs> they say, drop a dime on him. He dropped a dime on you, wicked ass. Awesome. And they they God. stopped there because they're like, eh <laughs> <laughs> They got
1: stuck. <laughs> Stupid movie.
0: Very like, dumb movie.
1: Hey, They don't even let him... Well, they don't force him to maintain an accent. There's just nothing good about this movie.
0: There is a good uh, thing about this movie, and it is when Christopher Plummer fake arm wrestles a guy. Oh,
1: and, that is very and good. And then slams
0: a very lightweight looking little window on his neck and causes the man to pass out.
1: That's not wrong. That's correct. Yeah. That's very that's He's yes. trying to
0: like there's a guy behind like um like a wire uh like a cage like he's like the security mm-hmm. point to get into where they're trying to get into at that it's point like a
1: pawn shop as far as i can tell like it's not clear yeah. it's and it's he's some, like it's a it's a fence take
0: me to see blah 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 and he's like no yeah. and he's like tell him it's for blah 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 and he's like no and he's like all right how about this if you arm wrestle me and i win then i get to go in and he's an old ass man so the guy takes the bait and then christopher Plummer with his 88 year old enormous strength behind that arm grabs like a relatively fit younger man Pulls him out of his little, like, security desk cage And then takes a window that It looks like it belongs in a doll's house And just slams it (laughs) With his old man arms on this guy's neck For, like, a couple of times And dude is passed out It's my favorite scene Besides all the painting scenes
1: It is I mean, Christopher Plummer, top to bottom I would watch him in anything That scene Uh, made
0: it into the trailer, by the way As one of the points of action Oh, really? It did (laughs) There aren't a lot of action moments, and so they had to take what they could get for right. that first half of the trailer, where it's like da da suspense. Duh, You're duh. right. They
1: also get the teenager jumping across the gap. They get literally all the action moments yeah. in this movie yeah. because you can't show a half hour of John Travolta painting in a trailer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't so show a man slack jawed staring like, at his son for a full minute as a trailer to a movie either. That's oh my god. You could, uh, and then that would be this movie.
1: They, so they steal the painting, they switch out the painting, and then there's this, like, very, like, unearned prestige where the villain's about to send Travolta, Travolta back to prison, and they, like, swap everything so that Christopher Plummer has been, like, passed off as an art verifier.
0: Apparently, and- yeah, so the grand plan is they're going to, like, swap it out, and then this guy, who's not a buyer... Just a guy who wants something. Mm -hmm. Hired this appraiser who's going to appraise stolen art and find out what it's worth if it's legit. And then, you know, business is done. Um, That guy is Christopher Plummer in a slightly better tweed coat than the one he normally wears.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. in Zero cognito. Just regular Christopher Plummer. Almost wearing a name tag.
0: Like, it's not as if... No one knows him in the community because he was also a grifter within the community of yeah, his Boston like a neighborhood.
1: Famous criminal bear. enough
0: so that his son clearly followed in his footsteps, his mm-hmm. legacy, and just no work was done there. So now he's like the final word on whether or not this is fake art.
1: And then the fucking uh, the cartel boss just gives he, him a hundred thousand dollars. yeah, it was fake. yours. Here, Thank you. Yeah,
0: here's your parting gift. Nice work appraising fake art.
1: This telling me that I have nothing. Thanks here. for
0: letting it's... me know that I'm now having a terrible day. Would you like a hundred grand?
1: Would you like a hundred thousand dollars in a plastic bag? Thank you. I'm um, gonna go kill a man by crushing his windpipe with a bench press bar. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about kind of the awesome.
0: heist for a minute? Yeah. Okay. The energy in the room is like Mm -hmm. someone slowly deflating a balloon for two minutes. Not like letting all the air out and letting it fly around the room, but like someone slowly, methodically letting it out until it is completely flat. (laughs) Yeah. It's a group of sloppy joes from South Boston showing up to a apparently high-security museum of fine art, and then they just go hit the breakers, shut all the lights in the museum down, Apparently, every security guard is huddled in one room staring at (laughs) the screens. No one is patrolling. All cameras have no backup. There's just nothing. It's just a couple. It's a bunch of guys and then museum nipple guy who's gone rogue. (laughs) He's having his own side quest. And, like, that cripples the museum to its knees. It's just Mm -hmm. a bunch of these dudes just throwing out in the security room. So then... At what I can only describe as like a stroll in the park pace, they switch (laughs) out the art to the point where like uh, the alarm goes off and then like museum nipple guy is just he's doing his thing. He's like in a minute, in a minute. And everyone else kind of like is apparently still in the security room because that guy who's staring at a marble statue is the only one between them stealing this art and prison. Like, (laughs) he's the only one making it possible for the museum to possibly succeed. And he chases after them. They were moving at a gentle walking speed, holding duffel bags, leaving the museum. And I would say they accelerate it to, like, a dad jog. Like a Mm -hmm. little, like, chase your four-year-old in the park jog. One of
1: them's 80. How fast can he go?
0: Yeah, this, that's it. And then game over they all get in a very sketchy van that's been parked outside the museum the whole time and that's that's it. That's the successful heist.
1: Also, wait. Can we talk about the like first step of the heist where Christopher Plummer spills a coke? Oh. <laughs> and like yeah. Christopher Plummer in the middle of this art museum yep. shakes up a can of coke, opens it. It does not spray, no. by the way. It's it just sort of he then spills it. And he's like, "Oh, I spilled my coke." Uh, and they Lead him out of the room. Yeah. And then the police come. They're like, has anything, like, anything sketchy happened here? And the security guard's like, well, an old man spilled a Coke. And they're like, can we see it? (laughs) Why? And take him to the, like, old man spills a Coke area. They're like, well, we cleaned it up. Like, oh, great, thanks for letting us know. We're leaving now. Yeah. What was any of that for?
0: Do you ever feel like sometimes it's a bunch of, big boys just trying to do their big boy jobs and they're like i went (laughs) to work today i did all the work like what did you do i asked a boy about another boy and then i went home i did a good job today (laughs) you don't have to pretend to do your job you can just show up and do it you can just ask like was there anything suspicious and a guy says there is an old man drinking soda and you say again was there anything anything suspicious?" suspicious and they ask, do you want to see the footage and you're like I think I'm going to call it for the day as far as questions <laughs> and this. Or maybe just sweep the security footage because you are clearly uh, in baby town frolic mode at the moment.
1: Yep. No Love real people movie. in this movie. No uh, one's in the
0: movie. The movie isn't a movie. Um,
1: no. It does have a wonderful ending, which is to say a totally bananas ending. So yeah. they they've been like foreshadowing... John Travolta's going to Tahiti in this movie. There's no way around it. Throughout the movie. It's a love letter to Gauguin. John Travolta's like, I want to go to Tahiti like Gauguin. And his son's like, Dad, are you ever going to go to Tahiti Tahiti like Gauguin? He's like, how do any of them know anything about this? And that's, again, who is this movie for? But then they they all get on a plane. uh, And fugitive from the law, John Travolta, gives his passport to... To the you know the TSA agent like great, featured from the law. Go on through. Go to Tahiti. Sure. They no go to problems. Tahiti, and they're sitting on a beach. <laughs> uh, so I know what my favorite part of the scene is. I'm curious what your favorite part of this scene is.
0: Yeah. Um, do we want to just describe the scene? Or sure. My favorite There's isn't so much really something. To to my favorite part is is more of a lack of something. It's, okay. it's more of an absence of something for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Please. But, um, Well, shall we go through the conversation that these two people have on the beach? Yep. Okay. So, how does it start? It's the boy with the beaver hair. His son is laying in a hammock, looking rather sick, sipping mm-hmm. on a coconut beverage. And then John Travolta... Asks, oh, his son asks him if you could have any wish in the world, what would it be? Right? Yep. And then Travolta says, "Why don't we?" He thinks about it for a minute, and then he says, "Why don't we go see the rest of Tonga, Tonga, and, like, the rest of and yeah, like <clears throat> more island hopping, more tropics?" <clears throat> uh, he's like, "We've got time." And then, meanwhile, Christopher Plummer is off camera in the ocean.
1: No. Here's the thing. This is what I love. Christopher Plummer is walking along the beach with a beer, fully clothed. And he keeps yelling, come into the water with me. The water is great. The water is so nice. Yeah. And then we cut back to him standing on the beach, fully clothed, with a beer. (laughs) And that happens two or three times that we hear Christopher Plummer (laughs) saying, come into the water with me. It's great. And he's on, he's like 10 feet from the water, (laughs) He's wearing his shoes
0: <laughs> He needs to be walked into the ocean He needs a buddy
1: <laughs> he, He's describing The, the temperature he, of the water He's describing the them.
0: feeling of the water That he's very much not in Because the man is wearing loafers <sighs> uh, That is also A very good part There is also the part where The kid Okay so like Yeah he asked him what he would do He said we could go to all these places and then he's like, we've got time. What do you say? And then the sun just stares at him.
1: It seems like the son maybe dies, but then he doesn't because he blinks. He
0: just stares at him, blank-faced, and, like, I wouldn't even say out of character for him or anyone else in the movie. It's two characters that refuse to move their faces, <laughs> refusing to move their faces, <laughs> and I counted. There is... 50 seconds of no one talking, and then the movie what? fucking ends. <laughs> wow. He just stares at his dad, and, his, and Travolta stares at him, and then Travolta adjusts his shoulders and stares at the ocean, and then that happens for a while, and then the movie is over. Ah. Uh, huh, fiend. This art house crazy. flick has finally come to its end.
1: This movie is just nothing it's a non-event this movie
0: Uh, is also just a couple of dudes snitching on each other forever mm -hmm. that is (laughs) essentially what it's about
1: (laughs) it's a real real, real oro of snitching uh
0: you know i must say travolta has an enormous trust in these dea agents that he's not going to also go straight to jail after everything else they saw him do He's like, no, 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 but I also, like, Kingpin, and he's got no immunity. He didn't cut a deal with them. He hasn't been an informant. He's just a guy doing lots of crimes, and then they witness another one by a different guy. And he's like, yeah, I got this one in the bag, because I will lead you. And that one's dead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have no one to turn in, and probably a lot of paperwork. I'm fine. I'm I'm skipping town. I'm into heat. Later, guys. bye Oh, it's, the,
1: it's so this is a boring movie, and it's, an it's so boring movie, that though. all of the fun things from IMDb are also <laughs> so bored with this movie. Uh,
0: Can I read some dialogue that they chose to include, or is that what you were about to do?
1: No, no, no. I was gonna. I'm gonna do parents' guide and plot <laughs> keywords. Okay. So please.
0: I would say that, like, normally when you look at a bad movie, a very good movie, or a very bad movie, the quotes are notable. They are notable quotes. It's either mm-hmm. very prolific, like. Tons of quotes It's either that Or Very eloquent things That people have said Or just like Dumb shit dialogue That can't be ignored Here's some samples From this movie Uh There were only like six So I'm just gonna read My favorite ones Dad let's not do this Okay (laughs) (laughs) That's one Here's another one Not an important scene
1: From the very (laughs) beginning Of the movie
0: I don't even know What scene that's from Of course (laughs) he tells you that much. <laughs>
1: it's so nondescript
0: <laughs> and then there's this scene <clears throat> grilled cheese yeah why my stomach hurts
1: that's the whole <laughs> the that's whole the whole quote, quote. Huh? Yes. all
0: the other quotes are like that quote I'm not convinced they were necessarily in the movie. They just sound like something that could have been in the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just guesswork.
0: It's like someone who saw the movie two weeks ago and they're like, I do remember that kid ate a grilled cheese. Put it on IMDb. Gotta fill this baby out. You can't have nothing. I mean, you can't have nothing.
1: You can, you can have some nothing. Parents guide.
0: Here we go. Sex
1: and nudity. Mild. Two of six found this mild. One descriptor. None. There are no sex or nudity shown in this movie. In one scene, young teenage boy tells his father he wishes to have sex. So his father arranges for him an encounter to grant him his wish. The couple gets interrupted when the arriving of cops instantly. The the couple gets interrupted when the arriving of cops instantly. (laughs) No nudity shown. Nothing sexual at all. Later in the movie, it is implied that the wish is finally granted with the consent of the teen's father and grandfather.
0: That's perfect.
1: Frightening and intense scenes. Uh, rated R for language and some violence Emphasis on quote unquote some
0: <laughs> So sad <laughs> So pathetic uh,
1: So but that's not even the most bored part This movie is rated R This movie
0: is rated R
1: movies rated R because there's some there's uh, enough fuck words I guess enough fuck
0: words yeah because I mean really he gets like a bloody forehead from baseball bat interaction but that's all the violence I remember besides the uh, incredible uh, window smashing neck scene
1: yeah all right there is but one plot keyword for oh, this movie my god any guesses N- nipple forgery <laughs> <laughs>
0: So much worse. It's so, so lazy. <laughs>
1: it's like that's that's lazier than not writing anything.
0: That's a. Cr- I don't think we've ever had so little pop up on IMDb.
1: It's, I mean, I think there's sometimes been no plot keywords, but in this case, which is that makes more sense to me. It's like being like, I need to make sure that people understand that this movie, The Forger, yeah. contains forgery.
0: It's sort of like. You know what it's like? It's like if you forget to tip when you like order a coffee or something, Mm -hmm. you've got plausible deniability that it just slipped your mind. But if you only drop two pennies in the jar, you only had two pennies worth of good coffee from that is your compliment is it is only two pennies worth of goodwill. And that is basically the IMDb equivalent, like nothing to say, have to still say something (laughs) needs to be said that there is not a lot to be said. Some of the music sounded like it was made for uh, Zelda. That was cool. There's like a little fruit yeah. The music theme. was. Uh, it's a little bit like listening to the soundtrack of the room.
1: It was pretty amateurish, top to bottom.
0: Yeah, it was like some uh, some royalty free found it online type of bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> which I am familiar. They talk about like they try to pepper in some art facts. Like lead-based oil paint was different after uh, the period of time after the Industrial Revolution. Paint was different because now it has black specks in it. Like hey Jesse, quick quick question, is that it's true? Just... Uh, art history teacher Jesse, <laughs> it's not. So they didn't they didn't even fact check the one the couple of things like. I, they mispronounced Gogon so many times, too. They've got, like, 50 different ways to say it in this movie. Gwaugen.
1: It's <laughs> ga- Gwagin. Uh, it's. And again,
0: why?
1: Why? Who, who needs this? Who wants this?
0: Why not just a heist movie? It wouldn't be creative, but it would be a normal movie. Like, yeah. just just, just would, heist, heist an expensive car. Know you would be able from. to
1: have no scenes of John Travolta painting and mixing paint. Versus.
0: Seven.
1: A good third of the movie.
0: He went to Hong Kong. Not sure why that was the place he went. To study oil painting, apparently. It's one of the only trivias I could find on I this movie. I love that. Like, I love that. Interesting choice of country. Interesting choice of activity. Considering the fact that there's like... Of all that painting The actual shots of him painting Are basically like blue lines Slightly to the left That's a wrap Separate scene Smudge right. Totally unnecessary Smudge totally smudge unnecessary. smudge Charcoal drawing charcoal drawing Scene so Did good. this movie make
1: back it's budget Do we know
0: Fuck I actually forgot Did, to it, ha- did it have a budget it, it can't have been too low budget Because we got a couple people in, Well I don't actually know Let's find out
1: Right, I mean, Plumber. Like, I feel like Travolta sometimes works for fucking nothing. But yeah, Plumber. Plumber's got.
0: It seems okay. It cost a million dollars to make.
1: Wait, one million dollars? Oh, to I'm make? sorry,
0: eleven million dollars to make.
1: Okay,
0: that's is... <laughs> eleven million dollars to make. It made sixteen million back. Really? What in the theaters? People what? saw this in theaters this... after watching. I the assumed trailer? this
1: was straight to video.
0: They saw the trailer I watched, and they said, I must go spend $20 right now. Take my money. Huh.
1: Accinating. People
0: are so interesting. Like The
1: writer of this movie also wrote Exit Wounds, kay. starring Steven Seagal and DMX.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. That checks out. I mean... It's just that ending, though. Like, a lot of it is, Mm -hmm. like, a weird misfire. And then that ending, though, do you think it was a reshoot? Like, why is that how this movie ends? Just two people who stare at each other and then don't stare at each other and then wait for the credits to start rolling.
1: Yeah. I, I have no good explanations here. There's... I would find that more confusing if it weren't for the fact that every bit of human behavior in this movie does not track regular human behavior and almost all of the artistic decisions are completely inexplicable.
0: I wish the last scene in this movie was just Christopher Plummer yelling from the beach.
1: (laughs) Come into the water with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just barreling the camera like, who's going to join me? (laughs) Who's going to join me?
1: (laughs) I'm swimming. On the shore. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, if You were gonna be a character in yeah. this
1: movie. Who would you be?
0: Okay, so it's not a popular choice, but it. I think it's got to be that security guard. He oh, is allowed yeah. so much liberty with his job. He's drinking. Yes, he's, the happy. About, he's happy. The thing about thing about security guards is that there are security cameras, so they're nowhere nowhere in the place that he could be where he wouldn't be observed by the other security guards just drinking from a flask and staring at Mm -hmm. a marble nipple. And that is totally acceptable behavior in his workplace. And he's in love with a statue. And that's a movie within the movie that I want to be part of.
1: That's pretty good. I think I'll do you one better. Okay. So early on in the movie, Travolta and his son go to a diner. And Travolta goes to the bathroom with a like a, a mob enforcer on his way to the bathroom he tells the waitress <laughs> yeah. to get his son whatever the son wants and he wants a hamburger with no onions and uh no he just he says he, he just a says cheeseburger, a cheeseburger. So just and a, a cheeseburger coffee and a coffee he goes to the bathroom beats this guy up for i would say 45 seconds yeah he comes out the food is on the table And burger, grilled cheese, and he looks down. He says, awesome, no onions, and starts eating the burger. So this waitress is able to manifest food instantly and, like, convince John Travolta that he asked for a thing he didn't ask for. She is incredibly powerful, and I wish to be her.
0: Yeah, that's some high-level gaslighting and or magic. (laughs) Yes, that is pure magic. No question. Yeah, the burger itself is definitely magic. Also, really quickly, John Travolta does not understand restaurant. Because the only no. two times you see him in a restaurant, his ways of ordering at restaurant are on the way to beat a gentleman up, he flags down the waitress with her arms full of other people's food <laughs> to a demand that he brings things to that she bring things to him and his son. And the other time is when he just waves across the room. Raises his hand. Come on, we're ready.
1: It's like Horseshack in the back of a class.
0: Yeah, this reads a lot like failed human lessons all around. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. mean, Mm -hmm. Bieber's son is kind of the only person emulating human behavior in a convincing way.
1: He's like, yeah, roughly human.
0: But for him, the stakes are incredibly low because he doesn't need to do much. He's a sick boy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Cheesy Pete's. Don't watch this movie. I mean I'm don't, say, watch, don't it. watch it.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not enough movie to not want to watch it, but it is a 9% movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So like, you know, it's a it's bad. It yep. sure is that. Oh,
1: it's it's not good. It's not good. But it's not it's not fun either. It's kind of fun to talk about. It's not well, fun to it's watch. It's a
0: little bit fun to watch, but only if you're like incredibly caffeinated like I was and just obsessed <laughs> with a gentleman's hair and facial hair and just like <laughs> like eating it up. Nom, 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 nom. I feel like this is not the fir- the last time we're going to see John Travolta.
1: Oh, I expect him to recur regularly. Yeah.
0: Yes. I- I'd like to see him again. This soon. is our
1: third Travolta joint. Is it? No, our fourth. This is our fourth Travolta joint.
0: No. What were the... Okay. Look
1: who's talking now. Oh, yeah.
0: Look who's talking. And then... Uh, face, face Off. Face Off. Battlefield off, Earth and oh, The Forger. fuck. Yeah. He's he's actually like... He's our... He's a contender for for best friend on this show. But yeah. our best he's- best friend
1: he's highly recurring we're
0: visiting again next episode uh mm-hmm. I believe we're gonna be re- revisiting a jolly old saint nicholas in the month of mm. december can't wait couple of nicholas cage flicks and the thing about this tradition is that even if we do this podcast for 70 years we will never run out of nicholas cage movies to talk about and they will all be equally batshit it's going to be very fun <laughs>
1: he's marvelous yeah i love him he's a gem well, well. until then, I'll be Henry.
0: I will be Michelle.
1: Uh, experiment and fast forward to the future of Acton.